Welcome to Promised Land at Home Podcast, where we bring people into an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and each other. Wherever life has you, we pray that today's sermon both challenges and encourages you. We're so glad you're listening today and hope you enjoy the message. Margin is to find the space between our current pace and our limits. The the space between our current pace and our limits. And so today, uh, or let me, let me just say this. Uh, in other words, it's the extra space in our life. And today we're going to close out that sermon series and we're going to talk about our time and we're going to talk about our schedule. It seems like in life we don't have that much time, right? We don't have that much time. But, but I want to start out with some questions. And I want you to be honest, please. I mean, obviously we're in church, so please be honest. Uh, but I simply want you just to raise your, your hands if these questions apply to you. Number one, were there two or more nights this week that you went to bed too late? I'm going to raise two hands. Anybody? Raise your hand. Okay, you can put your hands down. Here's the second one. Have you snapped shouted or gotten short or exhibited a bad attitude towards one or more people recently? Raise your hands. I see some people looking at each other. I see some people about to point somebody out because they didn't raise their hand. Here's another one. At any time in the past two weeks, have you found your stress level rising because you seem to have too much things to do and not enough time to do it? Raise your hand. This kind of goes along with it. Have you ever said, man, I just wish I had more time in the day? Raise your hand. Have you said, I would love to have a little bit more time, maybe to myself, or maybe to rest, or maybe just to do something that I really enjoy? Raise your hand. Have you ever said, I'd love to have more time. I would love to have more time to spend with people I love. Raise your hand. Can I give you some, some advice right here? If you didn't raise your hand and the person you love is right beside of you, we got some marriage counseling at the end of this. It's going to be okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of talk about raising your hand, spending time with the ones we love. And I know my wife's back there in the booth. And I know when I said that she had her hand raised because I can feel in my spirit that she was saying she wants to spend more time with me. Now, y'all don't have to look back there to see if she did or anything like that. I just know, or I'm going to say, that she just did. She raised her hand. The last question is this. Have you said, I would just love to have more time to spend with God? Have you ever said that? And quite honestly, if you raise your hands or whether you wanted to or not, you're in the right place this morning. You are in the right place this morning. We all could, every single one of us, no one is exempt from this. We all could use a little bit more margin in our life. Because we're a society that we tend to push everything to the limit. We, we cram everything in. We can never say no to anything. Uh, and we never delete something to ask something. We just continually depile it on top. 
and we're stretched to the absolute limits, and we, we drive too fast, and we eat in a car, and we shave in a car, and we put our makeup on in a car. All the while, we're talking on the phone, and uh, we're just constantly on the go, 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 go. We never learn how to turn our phone off. Actually, there is a button that you can turn your phone off. It just doesn't automatically stay on, uh, you know, even though we probably never push that button, but we push other buttons. Uh, we never slow down. It, it seems like we never have time to do anything because we're chronically rushed. We're chronically late. We're chronically trying to do too much. And honestly, we're chronically exhausted. The truth is that we need some extra space in our life. So how do we do that? When we, when we think about that, many of us feel like what Job said in, in Job chapter 3, verse 26. He says, I have no peace, I have no quietness, I have no rest, but only turmoil. In other words, only trouble comes, and guess what? It's going to continue to come. And, and when we think about that turmoil, or we think about the trouble that we may have, I, I want us to think about our schedule. Because the way we can realize that we, that we have trouble in the terms of our schedule is we simply say this, I may be 15 minutes late, or I might need to leave 30 minutes early, or, or I may be 15 minutes late, or, or I might need to leave just a, just a few minutes earlier. And we continue this uh, even with our kids. And I start thinking about how, the busyness of, of our life. And maybe you've said this, it's like, honey, I promise I'll be at your recital. I promise I will be there. But I might miss the first seven or eight kids that I really don't even know their names, but I might miss them. But I promise I will be exactly there for your performance. I promise I'll, I'll do that. And then you show up, you're there, you're in the back, you give the golf clap after your kids are done, and then you leave right away because you've got other things to do. We never prioritize our time. Or, or if we're at work, we're thinking about, man, I wish I was at home right now. And then when you're at home, you're thinking about, man, I wish I was at work. Or, or you think about bringing work home, and then you, then you want to, to get ahead, we say. And we never shut it off. We never know how to shut work off. We never know how to shut the busyness of life off. And all the while, our kids are going in all different directions. They're everywhere. They're, they're doing different things. I remember uh, we, uh, back when our kids were younger, we had four kids. And, uh, you know, they were constantly in things. We had one, one in a different school, one, one in this school. One was doing sport. These were doing these things in, in, in school. And we were constantly moving around. We were constantly doing things. And, and uh, you know, the, the younger two kids are a year and six days apart. So it's kind of like having twins. Plus, I, had, uh, I was working 12-hour shifts. I was working from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. And then two weeks later, I worked 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I was con we were constantly moving around. And I realized that Irene and I were on two different paths. We were bound for destruction. And then in 2017, we did something that I highly recommend. I'm going to be transparent to you. We sought counseling. We went to counseling to, to find out how we can salvage the things that we were, that even the good things that were in life. Our kids weren't a problem. We were just in so many different directions that we never focused on what was important. We never focused on our relationship. 
Why do I tell you that? We all need that space in our life. It's okay to, to say I'm not okay. And then we're, we're the type of people that, that can't say no to anything. Somebody asks you to do it, and it's like, sure, I can do it. And then right away you're thinking about, man, why did I commit to that? Why did I do that? But then we're too afraid to back down because we're worried about what people think or what, what may think. So we just continue to cram our time and we continue to, to make our, spa- our, our, our schedule full and where we have no space at all. And if you're like that, I think our, 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 our time and our life will actually look like this picture right here. Look at it. I know it looks gross or everything, but the, the reality is that's what our life is like. We continue to pack things in, and to some, oh, well, there's still some space in there. There's still some space. I could still add one more thing, but you're never subtracting anything, and our life is like that. And it may be a joke to some, but it's the reality. That's, what, that's the way we are. We continue to add things to our life. And so we wonder why we're overloaded. We wonder why we're like this. And the truth is, overload comes from when we have too many activities in our life. We're stressed by the pace of our life. And the question you may ask, well, well Pastor Mike, is there a solution? The answer is yes, there is a solution. It's to put more margin in your life. That it's okay to say no sometimes. It's okay to, to be that. Because another way to put margin is, is the gap between rest and exhaustion. Another way to put it is margin is the peace found between our commitments and our limits. But we know we're marginless when we're like this. Marginless is being 30 minutes late to the doctor's office because you were 20 minutes late from getting out of the bank, because you were 10 minutes late from dropping the kids off to school, because the car ran out of gas two blocks from the gas station. And guess what else? You forgot your wallet at home. That's marginless. But margin is having, uh, having breath left when you get to the top of the staircase. Margin is, is having money left at the end of the month. But marginless is the baby's crying, the phone ringing, and then uh, margin is when grandma comes and takes the kids in the afternoon. And maybe you're sitting in here, you're grandma, you're like, uh, no, I ain't. I ain't doing that. Do you know who those kids are? Those are payback for my kids. Uh-uh, I ain't going to get them. Uh-uh, I raised my own already. I say that jokingly, but margin is grandma taking care of the kids. Marginless is fatigue. Margin is energy. Marginless is anxiety. Margin is security. Marginless, marginless is the disease of our modern day living. But margin is the cure. The truth is there's a lot of you here today that would simply say, I get all the margin, I get what you say, and, uh, and, and I know I need margin in my life, but I just don't have time for margin. I, I'm just too busy. I, I, I'm going and going and going, and I can't stop, and, and I just don't have time for that. Well, I'm glad you're here today. I'm going to say it again. I'm glad you're here today because you need margin in your life. And the good news is that God can lead us 
to a place of margin. God can lead us to a place of rest. God can lead our schedules. And when we give our schedules to God, what He does is He gives us margin. When we give our schedule to God, He leads us to margin. He leads us to a breathing room. He leads us to that extra space. So what would happen if you just simply give your schedule to Him? You let Him prioritize our life. And so when we allow God to lead us to margin, He teaches us to use our time wisely. That's your first point. He leads us to a place, and He teaches us to use our time wisely. The Bible tells us this. I know everybody thinks that they're going to live forever and nothing's going to happen to you, everything's going to be fine, but the reality is the Bible tells us that our days are numbered on this earth. And it also tells us how we should use those, those specific days. Job's chapter, Job chapter 14, verse 5 says, You have decided the length of our lives. You know how many months we will live, and we are not given one minute longer. As we read, God knows exactly what our days are, how long we're going to be on this earth. The reality is, some people may say, it's morbid to, to talk about that we're going to die, but it is the truth. So how are we going to live life? How valuable is the time that we have? And my question to you this morning is if our days are numbered, if God knows how our days are numbered, and if he knows how many are left, then doesn't it make sense to give him our, 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 our time? Doesn't it make sense to give our schedule to God? The reality is you're only a teenager once. You're only a young adult once. My son Emilio, Pastor Emilio, turned 30 this past, this past Thursday. He can never get to his 20s back. He can never get his teens back. So what is he going to do? I just told him he was old. I said, man, you're getting old. <laughs> but the truth is, as old as he gets, we get older too, Right? But how are we going to use those moments? We need to use those moments to the fullest. We need to make space in our life. We need to subtract some things in our life that are not necessarily bad, but that are robbing us of that space, uh, of that place of rest. So how do we do this? I think we could look at Psalms uh, chapter 90. And before we go to that verse, I want to talk to you about I'll give you a little bit of history of, of Psalms chapter 90. When we think of Psalms, we think of David writing this, but actually this Psalm chapter 90 was written by Moses. It's considered one of the oldest Psalms, and some scholars think that it is a, a Moses' prayer, that he would pray this. And because of our sin, we all will face death and the rea reality that our days are numbered on this earth. Again, how are we going to use it? But it's not the reality that our days are numbered. It's more about what are we going to do with those days that are numbered. And this is a great prayer that Moses prayed. I think we could pray this every single day. Not as ritualistic, but truly truly praying this. In, in uh, Psalm 90 verse 12, it says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart 
of wisdom. And what Moses is challenging us to, to realize that our days are few, but to use those days wisely. Again, how many would say, I oh, mean, I wish I just had more days in my life, or I wish I had more time in the day. And the truth is, even if, if God would just, he would, he would blow more time in our day, would we truly use it for God? You have to ask yourself, would you truly use that time for God, or would you simply say, well, I need to run some errands, I'm glad i got a little bit more time, everything's going to be fine, I need to do this. But the reality is, God is saying that we should treasure the time as a valuable commodity. It's not just the number of our years, but God is saying every single day is precious. Every single moment is precious. And I'm going to I'm going to say it in another perspective to, to, to hopefully you can understand. Imagine that there was a bank that credited your account every single morning, $86,400. You're like, whoo, right? You're going to do whatever you want to. But this bank, it carries over no balance from the day before. Every evening, it deletes whatever part of the balance you failed to use during that day. What would you do? Well, duh, I'd get everything out every single morning, right? That's what you would do. The truth is, each one of us has that bank, and it's called time. Every morning, it credits you 86,400 seconds. Every night, it writes off as loss whatever of this that you failed to invest to good purpose. It carries no balance. You have no rollover minutes with God. It allows no overdrafts. Each day is open a new account for you. Every night, it burns the remaining of that day. And if you fail to use that day's deposits, the loss is yours. There is no going back. There is no drawing against tomorrow. You must live in the present of today's deposit. A.J. Tozer said it like this, time is a resource that is non-renewable and non-transferable. You cannot store it, slow it up, hold it up, drive, divide it up, or give it up. You can't hoard it up or save it for a rainy day. When it's lost, it's unrecoverable. When you kill time, remember that it has no resurrection. So we've been given only one life. How will you live? How will you do it? When we allow God, this is your second point, when we allow God to lead us to margin, He teaches us to prioritize what's most important. He teaches us to prioritize What's most important? But the reality is what we do is we tend to prioritize what is most urgent or what is most pressing in our life. But that mindset leads us to not do what's most important, but we do what's most in front of us or what is most urgent. And the reality is, is we miss what's most important in our life. And what I want to encourage you to do is flip that approach. What's most important should be 
precedence in our life. What's most important should, should supersede anything that we go through. What is most important in your life? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17 says this. It says, be careful. Then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Paul is saying, be wise in how we use our time so that we can make the most of every opportunity that we have or that we've been given. So in order to make the most of our limited time, we should ask this question. I purposely put it on the screen, or it's going to be on the screen. It says, in light of blank, is it wise? You're going to know what that blank is. I can't say what that is for you. Perhaps it's the goals you have. Perhaps it's it's the family needs that you have. Perhaps it's your marriage. Perhaps it's your relationship with God or something else. You're going to know what that blank is. And the question is, is it wise? When we make our schedule, we need to ask the question, was it the wise thing to do? Not if it's right or wrong. Was it the right thing to do? Because in light of the fact that we have two children in diapers right now, is it the wise thing to do? In light of the fact that we have a 17-year-old at home that only has one more uh, year under our, 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 our home or in the care of our home, is it a wise thing to do? In light of the fact that life is precious and short, that every day is a gift from God, Is it wise for us to invest in that specific thing at this time? Again, it's not that is it right or is it wrong or not that we can't do it, but is it wise? Paul is telling us to be very careful then how we live so not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity that we have. The scripture I think is so fitting for this. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. And it says this. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is what? Beneficial. So I, I, I want to challenge you on something. We must learn how to have courage and faith and say no to the good things so that we can say yes to the best thing. It's okay to say no. Is it wise? Because the reality is, is that burnout may, be the, may not be the result of something that we're doing, but it may be something that we're leaving out in our life. Are there some good things in your life that are keeping you from the best thing? You may be serving at church. You may, everything may, may be fine, and, and, and you're serving here, 
but quite honestly, when you're serving here at church, could it be taken away from the good things in your life? The reality is church could become the other person in your life, and it's robbing you from, from what God has for your life. Too many times I hear pastors uh, that are struggling in their marriage, and like I told you earlier, because what they've done is they made church a priority in their life instead of their relationship with God. And it, as if it's their responsibility to keep everything afloat when God is the provider of it all. I know I might be stepping on some toes here, but the, the truth is, what is most important in your life? The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 2, do not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world. But be what? Be different. In other words, we have to change the way we think. What does Einstein say? He says, we can't continue doing the same things expecting what? Different results. That's the definition of insanity, continually doing the same thing, and yet we're expecting different results. Now, he says that we need to change. But the normal thing is that we don't focus on our marriage. Oh, it's just divorce. Everything's going to be fine. We don't focus on our kids. Oh, they're just going to be rebellious anyway. We don't focus on our, our personal time with God, our intimate time with God, but you know, I mean, I get it on Sunday. You know, uh, you know, I, I get filled up on Sunday. Everything's good. I mean, I go through that. It, it's okay. I just have a Sunday relationship, and I'm I'm fine. But the reality is, when I'm when I'm closer to the heartbeat of God, I start thinking differently. I start living differently. I realize that my time is valuable. I, I realize that that. I need to spend more time with him. I need, I need to spend more time with the people that are in need. God's bringing people in your path, but you're so blinded with the distractions of your life, you can't even see the need that they have. You can't even see the family needs that you have. You can't even invest in your marriage. You can't invest, like I said, in your relationship with God. And then people may say you're weird because you're thinking different. That's okay. You may be out of the norm. That's okay, but what, what is normal isn't working. Normal's not working. Because when it comes to your schedule, what is normal is being overwhelmed. What is normal is being overworked, being frenzied, being, being stressed, being miserable, being busy. And yet, the reality is that we're always empty. And I remember uh, talking to people and and this actually happened uh, this past week. I was walking down the halls of the PD, and, and uh, I said, hey, man, what's going on? He said, oh, man, I'm busy. I'm like, bro, I asked how you were doing. I didn't ask what you were doing. No, oh, I'm busy. How are you doing? Oh, oh, man, I'm just busy, busy, busy. I'm really busy, man. And I, quite honestly, I don't know the last time that, that I've ever heard somebody say, when I ask them, How, how's it going? They simply say, oh, man, not much is going on here. Life is good. I got my money tree in the backyard. Don't have to worry about nothing. My vehicle's fine. All my bills are paid. Uh, I've got a garden that I don't have to do nothing for because I got all my food. Life 
is good. People would probably think they're weird if they said, or the lion wanted to. Because the reality is we've been geared so much to say that, that, that we think that the only way you can be important is to be busy. Or you'll hear somebody say, man, I'm, I'm just staying busy to keep my mind off things. But busy people are, are, are the most important. We're always busy, 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 like I said. But business, can I tell you, business does not equal productivity because so many people are doing useless things. Busyness does not equal importance. Busyness does not equal meaning. Busyness just simply means that you don't have any margin in your life. That's what business means. And so, so many people are being robbed of life's meaning, not because they, they are not committed, but because they're overcommitted. And so I want to challenge you this. I want to challenge you today to have the courage to say no so that you can say yes to the best thing. Have the courage to say no so you can see what God has for you. We should say yes to using our margin and invest it in more people that are around us. We should give more of ourselves to our spouse and to our kids and to our family, to our neighbors, to our friends, and again, the, the people that God brings in our path. Because what really happens often is that we end up waking up and now our kids are grown. Realize I didn't spend enough time with them. I don't even know who they are. We too often let friendships die because of neglect. We just don't have time for them. And all too often we fail to help someone in need because, again, we're just too busy. There are two things that are important to your success to your success in your relationship with God. And if we don't have margin in our life, what happens is we tend to squeeze those things out, the most important things in our life. And as soon as we're rushed, as soon as we're overwhelmed, the two most important things that we should never let go of are often the very things that we, we actually do. And that number one is intimate time with God. The second one is intentional time of rest. When we're talking about that intimate time with God, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. When we start talking about our intimate time with God, that's talking to Him. That's spending time with Him. That's carving out time for Him. And remember, if you have something in your life that you don't have time for Him, then you need to remove something in your life. Not pile things on. And I want to give you what I'm going to call the five-minute challenge. Too often... We can go to a two-hour movie. We can tell all about this movie. We, our focus is so intense 
on this movie, or we can go to a sporting event, and we can tell you how many players were playing. We can tell you the name of the players. We can tell you what school they went to. We can tell you their stats. But I hear often, like, man, I, you know, talking to God, I just lose my focus. Can you give him five minutes? Can you give him five minutes of your time? Everybody has five minutes. What about you're sitting in the line at Starbucks? I don't promote Starbucks. I'm just saying you're sitting in the line to get coffee. Let's say that. You're sitting in the line to get coffee. What about talking to him then? God, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for getting me up. Help me to be the best Whatever your name is, I'll say Mike. Be the best Mike today. Help me to be your hands and feet to people I don't even know. Help me to be the salt and light is what you've already called me to do. Spend time with him. Because guess what? Just like any relationship, it takes time to build that relationship. And when you start to build that relationship, you want to spend more time with him. You want to spend more and more time with, with, with our Creator going to take time how about God show me what's in my life that doesn't line up with you help me to remove the busyness of my life yes we're supposed to pray for our friends we're supposed to pray for other needs but share your life with him share your schedule with him you may say well I I, I just don't I, I don't like to read I've never been one that likes to read guess what all excuses are taken away now. Download the Bible app. It's called uversion.com. You can listen to it. I don't know where to start. Guess what? There's reading plans. There's devotion in there. Make him a priority in your life, and you'll see that your life will change. You will see that your life will be much better. The last one is intentional time of rest. Do you have time to rest? Jesus rested. In the first book of the Bible, God rested. Are you saying those aren't good examples? Oh, that's good for them. They, you know. No, they were busy, but they never were in a hurry. They rested. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 29 says this. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will do what? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will not only find rest, as we read earlier, but you will find rest for what? Your soul. We all need rest, every single one of us. How many are going to take a nap when you get home? I know I am. But what Jesus is saying, come to me. You will find what you need in me. You can search this whole entire world over, but you will never find rest until you find it in Jesus. When you can't rest, what you're saying is that you're not trusting the biblical principles. You're not trusting God himself when he rested. Rest is so important for your life. But when you're overloaded with activities, 
you can only think of yourself. You're like in survival mode. And you're just trying to make it another day. And when you have no margin in your life, and when we get busy, we feel like we cannot afford a day of rest. Do you know of anybody, maybe you can even name them, don't do it, but maybe you can name them of folks that never has rested, never taken a vacation at all. They, they actually, as if it's something good to say, man, I've got all this bank uh, uh, time in my account, I'm just saving it up. Guess what? Our days are numbered. You may never get to use that bank. Take time to rest. Take time to rest in God. You may say, well, you know, I, I'm just too important. I can't. Turn that light switch off and rest. Like I said, our kids are grown, and one of the greatest things that I love doing with my wife is literally laying on the couch. There might be a movie on, there might be someone, but we're spending time together and we're resting. I purposely will not answer my phone. So if you call me and I didn't answer, I'm resting. I realize that life is too short. Realigning our day, daily time with God brings rest. It brings rest for your soul. And when you have margin, you use your time wisely. You prioritize what's important. You spend intimate time with God, and you purposely have intentional times of rest. You don't have to live in the overload anymore. You can find rest in God. There's freedom in Jesus right now. You just got to choose to do it. There's freedom in Him. And I want to encourage you today to build a buffer around your schedule. I want to encourage you to enjoy the benefits of margin. The Bible tells us that He gives a peace that surpasses all understanding. There's chaos all around us. You don't walk out these doors and you don't find chaos. But you can have peace and you can have rest when you spend time with Him and you have that relationship with Him and you allow Him to take over your schedule. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You for Your Word. I thank You, God, that You say You will never leave us nor forsake us, that You would always be with us. I thank You that we can turn to You in time of need. And Lord, I, I pray that you forgive me and we collectively pray that you forgive us. That we have been so busy that we squeezed out the most important things that you've given us, like our family, like rest, like intimate time with you. Lord, I pray you do something supernatural over everyone. No matter if they're they're in their early 20s or a teenager, whatever it may be, or you're the oldest person listening right now. It's never too late to rest in you. It's never too late to find peace in you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would reveal those things in our life that doesn't line up with you. 
that you would help us to remove them, not just continue to cram things on top of it, allowing our stress level to be through the roof. I pray peace over our marriages right now. I pray peace in our homes right now. I pray peace over our families right now. God, without you, we're nothing. Lord, I pray that you do something starting today. That we see a difference in our life starting today. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to continue to do. And Lord, we give you all praise and all honor and glory. In your name we pray. And everyone says amen. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget we want to connect with you. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching Promised Land San Marcos, on Instagram at PSM Church, or on our website, psmchurch.com. Thanks again for listening to the Promised Land at Home podcast.